God's good, amen? Hallelujah. Woo, praise the Lord. I'm grateful for our Sunday school department. Hallelujah. I've, uh, I'm always grateful when you've got people that are willing to give their time and energies and efforts. Hallelujah. And finance, you know, supply uh, to the kingdom of God, whether they're out here or whether they're back in the room where nobody else sees them, but they're back there helping and doing things. And I appreciate it. Amen. I'm grateful for our teachers and helpers and workers. Praise the Lord. We're going to go to the book of Ephesians. Ephesians chapter 3, please. Ephesians chapter 3. Hallelujah. Now, did you come with an ear to hear today? Amen. Now, um, this being the last uh, main service of, uh, of the year, um, not that it probably necessarily has to matter, but I, I kind of felt in my heart this would be a good service to, amen, to, in a sense, make our transition into some bigger things ahead of us, praise God. And I'm going to talk about all things are possible, amen. I said all things are possible. How many believe that? Amen. Um, we're going to go to verse, uh, chapter 3 and verse 14, please, of Ephesians. And it says, For this reason I bow my knees to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, from whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that He would grant you, according to the riches of His glory, to be strengthened with might through His Spirit, where? In the inner man. Amen. So something working on the inside. That Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, and that you being rooted, or rooted, that's the way I used to pronounce it, root, not root, but, amen, no matter what part of the country you're from, praise God, to be rooted or rooted, amen, praise God, and grounded, where? In love, okay? Now, may be able to comprehend, okay, to comprehend with all the saints what is the width, what is the length, what is the depth, and what is the height, of course, talking about His love, to know the love of Christ which passes knowledge or surpasses knowledge, okay, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Now, to Him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly, above all that we ask or think, according to the power that works in us. To Him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. Verse 20 again. Now, may, now to Him who is able to do. Amen. Able. Amen. Just means, uh, that word is dunami, which means uh, uh, to be possible or be of power or uh, have uh, access to ability and power. Okay, how many know God is able to do? But how many know that God's not only able to do, God's willing to do? Amen. Here, maybe I was taking another. God is wanting to do. Okay. All right. So hang on to that. Now, He was able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we would ask or think. But it's according to something. Okay, according to the power that works in us. Okay, now, this word, power, is the word dunamis, which means miraculous power or force. Literally means to be possible force or existing in possibility. Okay, so the to be possible force, amen, that works in us. Now, this word works is energeo, which we get our word energy, okay, but it means that, that which is active or effective or operative, okay, or efficient might be another word. So all of this, you know, he's talking about is dependent or according to, okay, that to-be-possible force that's at work, operative, effective, amen, that working on the inside of you. Are you with me? Okay, so let's back up verse 14 again, all right? And it says this, for this reason, what reason? Well, you just got in talking about some things all through this uh, chapter. Actually, it's 
through the book of Ephesians. Uh, it begins to reveal uh, all that Christ has done for us, the price that was paid and, and uh, you know, everything from the grace of God that's available, the wisdom of God that's available, uh, but basically uh, talking about, amen, all that Christ has done to give you, in fact, uh, let's uh, look at verse 11. Let's put that one up. Uh, kind of start summing it up a little bit. According to the eternal purpose or intention that He accomplished, in other words, what the Father accomplished in Christ Jesus our Lord, okay? In whom? In Christ, right? We, look at your neighbor and say, we be we. Look at your neighbor again and say, we be you and we be me. So the we, so we, okay, right? We, huh? Come on. We have boldness or assurance or courage, come on, and access or admission with confidence through faith in Him. So the bottom line is what he's saying is that, you know, throughout this text, he's talking about all of heaven's resources that you may be filled with the fullness of God, right? All of heaven's resources are made readily available unto you. Why? Because of what Christ did. In other words, it was a price paid. There was a redemptive work that, that allowed you to be able to have access unto all that's yours. And you can do it with confidence and assurance and boldness. Come on, somebody. You know, Trudy mentioned righteousness earlier. You've been made the righteousness of God based on what Christ did. Had nothing to do with you. You're in right standing with God based on what Jesus did. You couldn't be good enough. Now, that doesn't excuse you to go out and live however you want to live. Because there's... You know, a lot of things you'll miss out on when you live that way. But as far as being in right standing with God, it's based on what Christ did. The grace of God's available based on what Christ did. The wisdom of God's available based on what Christ did. So all of heaven's resources are made readily available unto you because of what Christ did for you. Why? Well, we go back down there and read a little bit more. It's because of the love of God. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whoever would believe in Him would not perish but have everlasting life. Amen? That quality of life that's readily available. So all of heaven's resources are made readily available unto you based on what Christ did, the price that was paid. Amen? Why? Because of the love of God that has been extended towards you. Are you still with me? So everything's available because Jesus made a way for it so you could have access to all of it, amen, because of God's love for you, He sent Jesus to take care of that. Still with me? So if all of heaven's resources are available unto you because Jesus already paid the price and you don't have to, because the love of God was extended to you, amen, and guess what? It's still extended towards you. You know, I've never figured it out, but a lot of times in, in some of the, you know, Jesus circles, I, it seems like for some odd reason, uh, it looks like people get baptized in lemon juice or something. I don't know what it is, but it's like once they get saved, it's like the love of God stopped or something. And now we're back to trying to perform and trying to earn God's love and somehow or another get God to love us more or some kind of thing. And, and you ain't going to be able to do enough good, uh, say enough good, to be in, in, in church enough to get, get God to love you anymore. That love's already extended to you. See, the problem is, is what he says there in Ephesians 3, as you get a little bit further down the text there, he says you need to know something. You need to know this love that's extended towards you. First John brings out in chapter 4 uh, that, that he wants you to believe, amen, in that love that's extended towards you. He wants you to know and believe and receive the love that's been extended towards you. So it comes down to this, okay, knowing the height, the length, the depth, and the breadth of his love, amen. Now you say, well, why is that so important? Because 
we have a tendency to botch this whole thing up because of what's working in us. Isn't it amazing that all of heaven's resources are made readily available unto you because Jesus came along and paid a price, took care of all of it. Amen. Why? Because of God's love that's been extended toward us. But it's all going to be dependent according to, come on, the power that's at work within us. So the whole time, all of that's available, but we shut it down just because we don't believe it. Or we shut it down because somehow or another, uh, we're limiting God in our thinking or, or uh, you know, how we're uh, you know, viewing life or because of a circumstance or a situation, how things look. Is anybody hearing me today? So we're trying to show you here today is that all things are possible. But what's working in you? What can you believe for? Could you believe in the love of God enough that you wouldn't put any guidelines on that believing thing? You just receive. You wouldn't put a bunch of extras, amen, trying to earn something when it's already been given. You wouldn't be moved by how it looks. You wouldn't be moved by how you feel. Why? Because God loves you. I said God loves you. He loves you so much that the price was paid through our Lord and Savior, amen, that you could have access to all of heaven's resources. So, verse 20, Now to him who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that you could ask or think, according to the power that's at work within you and within me. Are you still there? Now, we're going to do something here. Uh, if Kelly, if we have that, that uh, in the Greek text, if you could put that up there. <clears throat> this is how it's worded in the Greek interlinear. And I think it's, 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 uh, it's worthy of, of taking note. It says this, it says, to him now being able. How many know he's able? Right, right. We've established that. But it says here, beyond all things, to do exceedingly, which literally means without, without limits. Okay, doing exceedingly above, which means to exceed above and beyond, right? So now to him who's able beyond all things to do exceedingly above what we would ask or think, I think the Amplified brings out even what you hope or dream. Come on. So what we ask or think according to the power working in us. Ever say beyond all things. See, beyond all things. Beyond all things. See, what things? Well, it could be all kinds of things. It could be limitations. See, he's able beyond all things, beyond how you feel. How about this? Beyond how you feel about you. He's able beyond all things. Beyond how it looks at the moment. Because sometimes it don't look good. Sometimes it just looks nasty. Sometimes it just doesn't look like, you know, it just doesn't look like it's supposed to look. Sometimes, sometimes I just don't like myself. Sometimes I think I'm just not worthy of anything. Sometimes it just doesn't feel right. Some days I don't even feel like praising God. Dirty was talking about that. You know, sometimes I just don't feel like praising God. And I didn't. Well, praise the Lord to Him now being able beyond all things. He's able to do exceedingly above what we ask or think according to the power working in us. What can we get working in us? See, there's a lot of variables, a lot of things out there, a lot of things that don't look, you know, and happen and, you know, do like you're supposed to. So what, what does that mean then? Does that mean it's over with? Does that mean that... God can't do because of a situation. God can't do because of how it looks. God can't do because of what somebody said. 
God can't do because of how I might feel about myself. God can't do because of all these other circumstances. See, He's able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that you could ask or think according to the power that's working in you because He ain't moved by all the other things. But you're moved by Him. And I'm moved by Him. And we have a tendency to be more moved by the other things, amen, than we are by what He says or has done or is doing. Come on. You know, I was thinking about this the other day. You know, we lay hands on the sick and the sick, what? Recover, okay? Now, I like instantaneous. I think instantaneous is amazing. Don't you? I like it. You know, there's some certain verses that says, Immediately. I like the immediate verses. Amen. Hallelujah. And suddenly. Hallelujah. And behold. You know, these are like, it's like all of a sudden everything around, just the atmosphere changed. Everything changed, you know. But sometimes recovery doesn't mean immediate. Sometimes recovery means you may have to stand in faith for a week. Come on, somebody. You may be standing in faith for a month. Come on, somebody. Well, I don't like that, Pastor. I don't like that, you know, that kind of thing. Well, I don't either. But beyond all things, come on, somebody. He's doing exceedingly above what we ask or think according to the power working in us. So beyond all things. Everybody say beyond all things. Now, that's important, okay? So let's take this. Let's take a look at some things. Um, put uh, Luke 1, if you will, on the board. Luke 1, verse 37. Remember this verse? This is an easy one. You can memorize this one. Come on, this is a refrigerator verse. In fact, I think I'm only going to use refrigerator verses today. Well, we'll see. Anyway, uh, for with God, everybody say, with God, nothing will be impossible. See, beyond all things, see, with God, nothing will be impossible. Beyond all things. Well, what's, what's going on? Well, you know, this is, uh, you know, this is what was said to Mary. Mary had the question, you know, well, how can this thing happen? You know, I'm a virgin, and how can, you know, I give birth to a, a child, and, and how can all this stuff you're telling me happen? And the angel Lord said, with God, nothing will be impossible. Well, she said, well, okay then. I guess I'll believe that. Beyond all things. Well, she had a lot of things to, you know, of the all things, right? Huh? This wasn't normal. I said, this wasn't normal. And she said, okay, well, I'm yours. Do what you want. Amen. Beyond all things. Amen. For God, for with God, nothing will be impossible. Now, do I have the Amplified on that one? Give Kelly a hand clap. What a blessing. Praise the Lord. Here's the Amplified. See, it's the classic Amplified. Now you got to specify whether it's a new Amplified or the classic Amplified, okay? But this is the classic, okay? For with God, does that mean it's old? Is it if it's classic? Never mind. Okay. For with God, nothing is ever impossible. And no word from God shall be without power or impossible of fulfillment. Okay? Beyond all things. Now listen. All of heaven's resources are made readily available unto you. All of heaven's resources. Because Jesus paid a price. So you could have access to all of it because of a love that was extended towards you and still is. But it's going to be according to what's at work on the inside of you. Can you believe something like this or not? When your back's against the wall and something's going on and you're taking, you know, you're having to use your faith to believe God for something. 
Will you stand on this saying, for with God nothing is ever impossible? Now, I, I, years ago, I got a definition of the word impossible. And this is what, how it was defined. Impossible is that which is seen as not possible or thought as not obtainable. So it's based, the word impossible is based on how you see things or how you think. That's the only thing that determines impossibility. That's it. How you see it or how you think it. Now, everything's impossible till it's done. And then it's no longer impossible. Now it's totally possible. Because how you see it now is different. How you think it now is different because somebody's already done that or that's already happened. And so all of a sudden your way of thinking, well, well, heck, that's already been done before. Right? Right? So it's that, it's that, it's that simple in a sense. It's not complicated based on how you see it and how you think it. All right? Let's give me another. Let's go Mark 9. Let's put that one up. Mark 9, 23. Jesus here talking to uh, the father of a son who was having epileptic seizures. And, uh, of course, um, even while he, you know, has brought his son to, uh, to Jesus, well, first Jesus wasn't there, it was just the disciples. The disciples were, were supposed to pray. And, uh, you know, we were pretty sure that uh, the boy went into a seizure right then. We know that when Jesus got there, Jesus is trying to figure out what the commotion is. And, of course, the, the father, you know, says, well, I brought my boy uh, to be healed, but uh, uh, your disciples couldn't do anything. Come on. And so uh, he says, you know, if you can do anything, you know, heal my boy. Well, Jesus didn't say, now, wait a minute, let me get something drummed up here. Come on. He said, no, no, don't leave. Now, we'll, we'll try to get something happen here. What did he say? He said, if you can believe. See, well, what's working in you, Dad? Now, listen, you brought your boy. That's a good thing. Okay, you obviously had, you were releasing some faith because you were willing to bring your son, come on, to be prayed for. So let's just go all the way with this thing, okay? Come on now. So it's one thing to bring him to church, and it's another thing to believe God for total healing or total restoration. Can I hear a big amen? Now, why is this so important? Well, because up to this point, it hadn't happened yet. Beyond all things. Sometimes we get hindered. Sometimes the thing that's working in us is hindering it because we've been there before. And I prayed one other time, it didn't happen. At this particular moment, the boy is laying on the ground going in a seizure right in front of Jesus. Now, Jesus could have jumped back and said, whoa, whoo. But all he said was, how long has he been doing this? Now, Jesus, I, you know, it's, I'm pretty well convinced that he was probably the coolest cat that ever walked the planet. He wasn't moved by nothing. Now, I believe with all my heart what had happened, the very same thing that happened in front of Jesus is what happened in front of the disciples. And that's why they all got, you know, this thing looked big. This thing looked huge. It's like somebody says the word cancer and we all freak out. Well, cancer is no different than a cold. Somebody says, well, now, wait a minute. No, it's based on, come on, impossibility is based on how you see it and how you think it. Disease is disease. Sickness is sickness. Curse is curse. It's all subject to the name of Jesus. It's based on how we think or how we see it. Are you still with me? So we then get moved by the all things. Come on. But Jesus says beyond all things, come on, he's able to do these things. It doesn't matter what it is. Now, we're not making light of your warfare. We're not making light of your, your deal. But we're trying to show you that it's according to what's working in you. So if what's working in you is that this thing's bigger than God, well, then you can't expect anything to change. 
Nothing's impossible. Beyond all things. So, the Father, he's talking to the Father in verse 23 again. He says, if you can believe. There's no question whether I can believe. But that's not what's hanging this up. That's not what's holding this thing back. What matters is, what do you believe? What's working in you, Dad? What's working in you, Mom? What's working in you, parishioner? Big word. What's working in you, people? Right? What's working in you, individual? See, beyond all things, he's able to do exceedingly abundantly above. Amen. Hallelujah. No matter what it is, no matter what's going on, he can do beyond it. How big can you ask? How big can you think? How big can you dream? How big can you hope? Because he's able to do beyond it. Praise God. See, nothing is impossible, but it's still according to something. And it has nothing to do with him. Isn't that amazing? It's not according to him. It's according to you. Still come down. Because, see, he's already settled it. I said he's already settled. Nothing's impossible. All of heaven's resources are yours. Because Jesus paid all the price necessary for you to have access to it and come in with confidence to get it. Because, why? Because God was so in love with you that he sent his only begotten son. So he needs you to understand and know, come on, listen now, to know the height, the length, the breadth, the depth of that love, that love, listen, that surpasses knowledge. Everything right now that your head's trying to tell you. Because your head will make, make something so huge, so big. Come on. Pretty soon you're sitting here trying to believe God and all that thing bombards your thinking. Is anybody hearing me today? Listen, we're not making light of anything. I'm going to say it again because I don't want you walking out here all offended at the pastor. Because it happens a lot. Because I'm too hard, too coarse or something. <clears throat> Such a meanie. But in all honesty, we want you free. See, we want the all things possible to manifest for you. Amen. So beyond all things. The problem was those all things have a tendency to dictate to us because it's always going to be based on how we see it and how we think it. And if somehow that thing looks bigger than what God says, then we're automatically limited God. He's, James said this, he, says, he said, if you're, if you're going to doubt in your heart, don't even think you're going to receive because you messed up the whole process. And all doubt is, is a second thought. That's all it is. So you're believing, but then here comes the thought again about this. So you have to override that thought and let it be known, listen, all things are possible. All things are possible. All things are possible. Now, Kelly, we're going to jump to the end, put uh, Romans 12 and 2 up on the board. Did I give you that one? thought I did. Romans 12, verse 2, please. Hallelujah. This is a good time. I just That's what I feel like i got to do. The Word says, not to be conformed to this world, but to be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Right? To be transformed. Form, metamorphosize. That's actually metamorphial. Well, we get our word metamorphosis, okay? So the word, uh, you know, transform to be like a, a tadpole to a frog. It looks like one thing becomes another. Come on, somebody. Uh, what else does uh, metamorphosis? Huh? Butterfly. That's a good one, right? You know, what you're, you're grounded, right? Come on. You're just a little squirmy little. You could be a little cute one, though. You could be a little squirmy little thing, crawls on the ground, have little hair, looks kind of cute, different colors. You could be a wonderful-looking little caterpillar. But how many know uh, if you're going to soar like eagles, you can't do it while you're crawling on the ground? It was just a thought I had. I'd rather be the butterfly. Amen. One of those big old monarchs. Are you hearing me? Now, the point is, okay, to be conformed to this world, amen, do not be conformed to this world. Now, the only way to be conformed to this world is just do nothing. Now, why you say was this important? Because it's how you think. It's how you see it. 
So if we're going to still think like the world thinks, when something gets mentioned and we freak out because that's what we do in the world. But we're not of the world and we're not in the world. Come on, somebody. We're of a whole different kingdom. Amen. With a whole different operating system. Come on, somebody. We don't even remotely function like they do. So that's why you got to be renewed in your mind so you think different. So you can prove or discern that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Now, the only way to renew your mind uh, to change this is by the word of God. So you got to get that word. And so that's why we're talking about nothing's impossible. All things are possible to him who believes, praise God. What are we doing? We're trying to put that in your mind. Renew your mind. Why? So we can transform you, metamorphosize you, so you can soar like you're supposed to instead of slither on the ground. Anyway, maybe not the best picture, but you get it. Amen. So, do not be conformed to this world, but be ye transformed, it says in the New King James, or the Old King James. Be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. How look at your name, neighbor and say, be renewed. Hallelujah. Now, with that said, go back to um, nine, uh, Mark 9 and 23 again. Okay, he said this to the Father, if you can believe, if you can believe, Amen. If you can believe all things. Everybody say all things. See, beyond all things. If you can believe beyond all things. See, all things are possible to him who believes. So what can you believe for today? Somebody said, well, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm believing God for uh, that everything in my life's changing. No, you're not. You're not believing that. No, you're not. Somebody said, Pastor. No, you're not. Get honest with yourself. What are you believing? We're hoping and praying and wishing. Okay. Wishing, I'm hoping and praying. Okay. Was that Brenda Lee or somebody like that? Brenda Lee, what a gal. Okay. Now, there's a lot of people. What's that? Okay. <sighs> Come on up here, True. You can sing it. All right. Now, the point is, listen, sometimes we're not honest with ourselves. Listen, it's according to what? Come on. According to the power that's at work within us. What can you believe? If you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes. Right? So if we're not really believing, instead we're overwhelmed by the circumstance. The beyond all things are overwhelming us, consuming us, dictating to us, still, come on, still in control, then you're probably not going to see results. Can I hear a bigger amen? So you say, well, pastor, then, well, well, how, well, I don't feel edified. Well, then that's why you got to renew your mind to these things. You got to get it anchored in you that all things are possible beyond all things. And so when those beyond those all things that he's talking about, those beyond all things, things, those things, all things, beyond all things, things come on, or dictating and controlling, then you're going to have to somehow get those things down and under. Come on, somebody. And get on top of that with all things are possible. So if you can come to that place of believing that all things are possible, guess what? All things are possible. Because everything else has been established. All of heaven's resources are yours. Because Jesus paid the price. So you could have access to all of it. Amen. Because of God's love that was extended towards you. Amen. And still is. But it's according 
to what's working in us. So all of this up here can be shut down because we just won't believe it. Now, we do get religious. We do, even us spirit-filled people. Sometimes we get a little religious and we, we know the right words to say. Come on now. Now, listen, I want to say amen and glory to God and hallelujah like with the rest of you. That's pretty much my lingo. And it is Christianese. And, um, you know, I feel everybody should learn Christianese. It's easy. You can learn it within about a half hour. Um, but, but just because we know Christianese don't mean we're, we're, come on, don't mean we got it going for us. Got it working yet. Come on now. Listen, there's no condemnation, no guilt. But, you know, you, you can have somebody that just got saved. Come on, somebody. Somebody just got saved and, and they're thinking, I don't care. I'll take it all. Hallelujah. And God just manifests for them. And you've been over here going, just trying to, I can just get this to happen. A lot of Christians like that. Trying to get it. What are you doing? I'm believing God. Man, that looks like it's painful. It is. But believing God is painful. No, it's not. All of heaven's resources are made readily available for you. Jesus came along, paid the price so you could have access to all of it based on what He did, not what you did. Why? Because of God's love that was extended toward all mankind that has never changed He's still in love with you. But it's still according to what's at work on the inside of you. Can you believe it? Can you receive it? Can you accept it? Come on. But it's those all things that hang us up. For that father against the past, it was every time I try to believe God, I've been talking to God about this for years. This boy's been, he, he's been having this problem for years. And, and I've been talking to God, and every time I talk to God, it never, never changed. And then, you know, I hear this miracle worker's in town. So I bring him, and he's not there, but all of his boys are there. So, hey, boys, you want to pray for my, my son? They couldn't do nothing. But now I got him in front of you. Let's see what you can do. Because you know he's been like this forever. Now, I, I personally believe the father probably wasn't so that sarcastic. Probably not. But you've been. There's some of you have been really sarcastic. Some of you have been really rude and mean to God. Oh, no, you didn't. Really? Well, you know, I prayed, and the preacher man, he, oh, it's going to be a good year. It's going to be a good year. <laughs> you know, this one's going to be better. <laughs> According to the power that's at work in you. Because regardless of what Pastor Jerry says about the year, all of heaven's resources are made readily available unto you. Because your Lord and Savior not only saved your soul from hell, but paid a price so you could have all the promises that have been granted you by God. Come on, somebody. So you could have access with confidence based on what He did. Why? Because a love that's so big, He wants you to try to just somehow try to understand the height, the length, the depth, the breadth. It's so big, it surpasses anything your pea brain can say. But it's still according to the power that's at work in you because sometimes this thing right here and how we see things here has a tendency to dictate. Right? 
So we're going along saying we're believing God. So you have to ask yourself, am I believing God? Okay, let's get another one. Let's just try this. Um, I believe it's another one in Luke. Did I give you one in Luke? Luke, like Luke 18? There's a good one. That's a good one. But he said, the things which are impossible with men are possible with God. I mean, there's some things impossible with men, isn't it? Now, in context, he's talking, originally starts off with a conversation to a gentleman that had really had a bunch of wealth, and he, he addressed him and maybe do something. But the problem was that guy had more faith in his ability and more faith in his resources than he did in what God had to say. Come on, somebody. Later on, the disciples, of course, asked him, and he, he explained some things. And, of course, then they all got a little bit. They said, whoa. They themselves were like a little taken back by it. And this is what he says. He says, the things which are impossible with men are possible with God. Now, what does that mean? When, when you really stop, in fact, put me the, um, is it Mark? I thought I gave you Mark's account of this too. Did I? Mark 10, thank you. But Jesus looked at them and said, same, same story, with men it is impossible, but not with God. For with God all things are possible. Now, the reason that's so important and what it's talking about is the all things here mentioned is abilities and resources. Because sometimes we just can't believe because, well, you know, we take a look at our own abilities and we think, I just can't. Well, 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 well since when was it about your ability? Now, somebody says, well, you know, it's, uh, you know, I know it's the people that can't do it. No, no, no. Sometimes the all thing is the fact that you do have abilities. <laughs> Because you don't need to lean on God. Because you got abilities. But for some people, they don't have abilities. So it's like, I either lean on God or nothing happens. Right? Okay, resources. We think, well, that's always talking about those that don't have anything have to lean on God. No, 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 no. Those that have have to lean on God. Because you lean on your own resources. And when you lean on your own resources, you're going to have trouble down the road. Come on, somebody. So it doesn't matter whether you have them or don't, whether you have abilities or no abilities, have resources or no resources. With men, it is impossible, but, with, but not with God, right? For with God, all things are possible. So no matter what you've been asked to do, no matter what you're faced with, no matter what you're trying to accomplish, no matter where you're trying to go, it ain't based on your abilities. It ain't based on your resources. But your abilities and your resources have a tendency to be part of those all things. So he says, beyond all things, he'll do exceedingly abundantly above all that you could ask or think. Is anybody hearing me? I don't remember what all I gave you, but uh, I remember uh, Zechariah 4, 6. It brings out that, you know, it's not by your might. It's not by your power. In fact, I think it was uh, Zerubbabel who he's talking to, I believe, in context. And he's, you know, he's, he's on the mission. He has to rebuild the temple. Well, he stops and he's looking and thinking, I'm going to do this big old giant task and... <laughs> I mean, this thing's so big. You want me to what? He says, it's not by your might. Not by your power. It ain't by your hand. It ain't by your means. You know, on whether or not you can or can't. I just want to know, can you believe in me enough to see it through? Okay. Philippians 4. Put that one up. I can do all things, whoops, through, through Christ who strengthens me. You can do all things, but in man, by your own ability and strength, you're always going to come up short. But through Christ, you can do things. Now, something to think about all this, the all things, it ain't doesn't matter what's happened, how many times it didn't work, 
or how many times that happened or what, how many times things were said. It doesn't matter what kind of abilities you got, good or bad, what kind of resources you got, a bunch or none. It's still all things are possible with him. Still with me? All right. Let's try another one here. Let's see. Uh, uh, let's see. Which ones did I give you? Let's go down to uh, put the Genesis 18 on the board. We'll put that one. We'll use that one. Okay. Now, I, I, you know, I was going to try to give you all refrigerator verses, but, you know, that means all the good ones. You know, you don't, nobody wants to put, and he shall smite you with a smitey smite. <laughs> nobody puts that verse on the board. Well, it's not a verse, but anyway. Okay, here it is. Is anything too hard for the Lord? That's a question. What's the answer? What's the right answer? No. Now, you could know the right answer and not believe it. Is anything too hard for the Lord? At the appointed time, I will return to you according to the time of life, and Sarah shall have a son. Okay? Now, Sarah just got done. She was standing outside the tent listening to God talking to, to Abraham. And uh, he talks to her about her having, you know, the promised child and uh, the promised son. And she chuckled. She laughed because this is ridiculous. You know, I'm an old woman. And uh, so he addresses her. Of course, she denies it, mainly because she got busted and embarrassed. Come on, somebody. But is there anything too hard for the Lord? Nothing's too hard for the Lord. Now, you know, when you stop and you look at what's the all thing that gets in the way here, uh, really it, um, it's natural reasoning. You know, um, you know, to her, I'm an old woman. I haven't had a kid yet. And now you tell me that I can. And you sit here and you reason it. Wait a minute. Is there anything impossible with God? Is anything too hard for the Lord? Now you think about how many things that you're dealing with and how many times you get you hinder your own walk or hinder your own believing because of the all things of the fact that your own mind is saying, that's just, you know, not doable. Well, what are you basing that off of? Well, it's never been done. So, at one time, the sea was never parted. At one time, the dead wasn't raised. At one time, the leper wasn't cleansed. At one time, I mean, I'm just saying, you know, at one time, you know, the sea wasn't uh, calmed by just a word. I'm just, I'm just saying there's all kinds of things that, you know, we, sometimes we can look back at part of it and we can say, well, well, that has been done, so, okay. But up to this point, this hadn't been done. So she chuckled. She didn't, she had a hard time with it. Now, how many know she got, you know, she got her ducks in a row and her beavers in a row? So anyway, she got them all in a row. And so what happens is, it wasn't long, nine months later, she's, she, she's now wearing a T-shirt from, from Walmart that says baby and an arrow. Right? So, whew. is anything too hard for the Lord? Okay. All right, let's, let's do this. Um, put, um, let's see, Jeremiah 32. Put that reference on the board. This is the Lord talking to Jeremiah. Okay, Jeremiah is praying and talking to him. And he says this, Behold, this is what God said to him, Behold, he's answering him, I am the Lord, the God of all flesh. Now, there's a reason he said the God of all flesh, right? Come on. I'm the God of all flesh. Is there anything too hard for me? That's a pretty good statement, but do you know that was actually, he just used, what God did was, was actually use Jeremiah's words back in him because at the beginning of the prayer, Jeremiah 
said that. said, nothing's too hard for you, Lord. I just want you to know that I know nothing's too hard for you. But while I have your attention, I'd like to talk to you about a few issues. These people, for one, they have problems. They give me fits. They don't do what they should do. And I don't know what to do about it. Wait a minute. I thought you said there's nothing too hard for the Lord. Well, except this. Right? So God says, hmm, Jeremiah, I am the Lord. Good one. I am the God of all flesh. Is there anything too hard for me? Somebody said, well, Pastor, what's this all? Well, sometimes the thing you're believing for and pressing in for sometimes involves, oh, other people. Oh, my. If it wasn't for that person, God could do something. No, right now it's you're the one hanging it up because you think the other person's the problem. Now, don't get me wrong. We all have a free will, and everybody can shut her down if they want to. But when you start thinking that everybody else is the problem for God not moving, you're the one with the problem. Because God ain't moved by all. See, if God has to do it just for you, despite, or in spite of, maybe I should say, of everybody else, whether they're doing or not doing, He can do it for you anyway. And He proved that time and time and time again. So He let it be known. Jeremiah, you got Christianese down. You know that I can do all things. Wonderful. Now let's believe it. Let's believe it. So, let's go back to this thing. What are you believing? What are you believing? Is the all thing, you know, those all things dictating? Or are you really in faith? Are you really believing? Because it's going to be according to what's working in you. What's working in you today? Now, you know, anytime you get on these kind of subjects, you know, you, you run the risk of everybody getting bummed. Well, who do you think you are? <sighs> really nobody. Just a guy with a message. And uh, I have to live this just like you have to live it. I have to trust God because there's a few all things that get in the way for me too sometimes. Because you people. <laughs> we all have the all things sometimes that creep in try to dictate and try to control. Well, you know, I prayed about that one other time. It didn't happen. That's an all thing you got to get past. Well, you know, uh, uh, you know, I just can't wrap my head around it. Well, then that's an all thing you got to get past because you better get your head wrapped around it. Amen. You know, the thing is, um, sometimes... Um, Sometimes we have a tendency to focus on a situation and we get so locked onto that that we're really not believing God for anything. We're just locked onto something and we're more focused on it. Sometimes it's like stop even looking at it. Get locked on. Call those things that be not as though they are. Well, what's not? Well, the, the all things possible may not be manifesting right now. So you call the thing that be not as though it is. So stop looking at it and focus on what he said. And just say all things are possible. What are you going to do about this, Pastor? All things are possible. 
Well, what about this thing at home? All things are possible. Well, you know that guy, all things are possible. Well, you just don't, all things are possible. Somebody said, well, you're just, you're just ignoring it. No, no, sometimes it's just good not to stare at it. Because you get more moved by it. It starts dictating. It starts, starts controlling your thinking. And when you go to prayer and you close your eyes or however you like to pray, all you can see is boom, 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 that thing, the all thing that has a dictate that dictates and controls, and it, 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 it wakes you up in the morning and it puts you to bed at night. And, <laughs> you think, but I believe in God, Pastor. No, you're not. The all thing is dictating. Now listen, we're not saying that you don't have the means or the potential to believe God. But right now, that thing is controlling you. Dad, if you can believe. And you think about the story. The boy is right there going into a seizure right at their feet. If you can do anything, if you, and you think, well, how mean, how rude, Jesus. Oh, how could you be so rude to him? He's just a dad that needs help. Yes, and he's going to need help tomorrow if we don't get this thing fixed. So what is it going to take? So sometimes you have to almost stop and police yourself, okay, because you probably don't want me to do it, but police yourself and say, am I believing? Now, nobody wants to admit it. Pastor, are you believing God? No. I've been in so much doubt and unbelief, I just can't stand it. Nobody wants to admit that. We all want to say, of course, in faith, shikabaha. Sometimes you got to get real and go, you know what? I'm struggling with this thing here. I'm wavering. Why am I wavering? So maybe my mind needs to get renewed. Maybe I need to get locked onto this thing. A little bit more intense here, whatever. But I need to get the right thing working in me if I want to get a result. All the promises of God are yes and amen. All of heaven's resources are made readily available unto you. All of them. All of them. All of them. Because somebody paid a price so you could have them. Is anybody going to heaven? Amen. All seven of you. Let's try that again. Anybody in this place going to heaven? Amen. Now, if you're not, let's get that right. But if you're going to heaven, which would mean, let's, 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 maybe I'll say it this way. How many believe you're going to heaven? Okay, now why do you believe that? That's not a trick question. What? Faith in it. Faith in what he said. Faith in the word. Faith in that promise. Right? We as believers, we, well, come on, right? We as Christians, we, that's one of them promises whew, we want to make sure we got a hold of, right? Because praise God, I'm going to heaven. I ain't going to hell. I'm going to go to heaven. I'm going to heaven. Now, some people still struggle with that. But y'all at least know the right answer. I'm going to heaven. All right, that's a promise to you. Now, how many know you're healed? How many know your needs are met according to his riches and glory? How many know, amen, that the curse is bound and the blessing loosed for you? See, the blessing. So the fullness of the blessing is loosed for you. Okay, so the bottom line is this. There, those are no different than the fact that you're going to heaven. It's the same promises. Come on, same word, same God, the same Jesus. Come on, somebody that made a way so you could have that promise. Okay. All of it because of a love that God had for all mankind and still does. So none of that up here is changed. Only one variable. 
according to what's at work in you. So if we could just change, if that's off, we got to change it. And if we change it, then all of this is manifesting and working like it should. Amen? Amen. That's how it works. So we have to get honest with ourselves at times. And we have to sometimes stop and go, you know, when I'm, when I'm communicating with the Lord, I'm talking and we're, you know, there's certain, certain things that I'm going to have a confession of faith and certain things I'm going to declare and say and there's certain things that I'm bringing in and start praying about certain situations and stuff going on. And when I, I catch myself, say something and I know inside I'm, I'm struggling with it. I say, whoa, whoa, whoa. I just, I'll just say, Lord, I apologize for that. That's what I do. I apologize. I'm in doubt and unbelief there. I know better than that. All things are possible with you. You say, well, huh? I mean, you might as well stop because you're not getting anywhere. It's like the people that go into prayer and they come out of the prayer room more depressed than when they went in. You think, go back in. If you're believing, then let's believe. So what are you believing? And are you believing? And if you are, all things are possible. Amen. And you don't have to be, uh, you don't have to uh, be upset about anything. You don't have to be mad at yourself or mad at the preacher because he called you out on it or something. Just, you know, he, uh, the father could have said, said, who the heck you think you are? Talking to me about my kid like that? I came here to get, get him delivered, and you're supposed to get it done. You, just, you might as well just be up front with me, Jesus. You just can't do it, can you? Because that's what some do. And he said, Dad, if you can believe, it's going to be a different ball game. You're actually going to go home with a delivered son. And you'll never have to deal with this again. Because all things are possible to him who believes. Because now that flow is unhindered. That's why Jesus, how many times, I mean, go, go through the Gospels, which we're going to be. Count how many times Jesus said, according to your faith, according to your faith, according to your believing. Amen. According to what you believe, according to your faith. Because that's the only thing, that's the only variable. Because everything else has already made a way. Did you get some today? Give the Lord praise. Come on. Hallelujah. Why don't you all stand up? Hallelujah. God's good. Have you ever, uh, um, um, I've had things where uh, took took a lot of time to uh, see it through and then made one quick adjustment and everything flowed instantaneous. And I, I, I couldn't count how many times that's happened over the last 30 years of being involved uh, with the things of God. But sometimes maybe the thing that keeps something from being immediate may just be these things we're talking about today. We just, we just got to get a, a little bit of a adjustment in there. Amen. You know, it's okay to call yourself on the carpet. I use that, you know, you've heard me many times say that, you know, sometimes I'll literally just walk in the, in the bathroom, shut the door, and look in the mirror and say, Roberts, knock it off! Because I know better. But I'd rather be mad. I'd rather be offended. And I'd rather be a doubt and unbelief right now. I'd rather feel sorry for myself right now. Roberts, stop it! Change! Just change! 
sometimes just that one little thing, things start flowing again. That's simple. Amen. So, Father, thank you. Thank you for all of heaven's resources made readily available. Thank you for sending your Son because of your love for us. Your Son who paid a price and made it right so we all have access to all that you've offered us. Thank you for a love, hallelujah, that's bigger than all the other things. Hallelujah. We, hallelujah, want to know and believe in that love and receive that love. We want to know the height, the length, the depth, and the breadth of that love. Father, thank you for your love. We receive it, and we thank you for it. If you're in here today and you've never made Jesus Christ the Lord of your life, boy, what a day to do it. Praise the Lord. Get her in right in before the end of 18. Hallelujah. But if you're here today and you said, I've never made Jesus Christ the Lord of my life, and man, I know I need to. Well, I would be honored to be able to pray with you. So if you're here today and you say, I've never done that, but I need to, I would love to pray with you. So if you're here and you say, I've never received Jesus, and I'd like to, I'd like you to throw a hand up there where I could see it. Amen. Anybody in here that has never made Jesus Lord of their life who would like to? All right. So then I'm taking that everybody in here knows Jesus. Everybody's received that promise. Everybody's heaven bound. Everybody, amen, knows the Lord. Amen. Are you born again? Well, then give the Lord a praise. Come on, somebody. Thank you for joining us for this message. We'd like to take this opportunity to encourage those listening from anywhere in Central Oregon to join us Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. and Wednesday evenings at 7 p.m. for our regular services. We understand that many do not have a home church, and we can't emphasize enough the importance of connecting with a church family. We'd be honored to meet you and spend time with you praising God.